This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amala Epinobi, and today we have much to talk about, starting with Machine Gun Kelly, who's now getting accused of blackfishing. Yeah, you heard that right. It's like catfishing, but trying to be black, <laughs> because he got a new blackout tattoo that we will be showing you shortly. Plus, Google's new feature, Google Gemini, which gives you AI-generated images, clearly has something against white people because it refuses to give you white people images, regardless of the prompt that you give them. Plus, young girls are going out on dates with older men to get Hermes bags, and we'll talk about that dynamic and the uptick that we're gonna be seeing in that. Plus, an OnlyFans model goes to the gym and films herself stretching, she says, but gets interrupted by a gym goer who says, this is not the scene to be doing something like that. We'll be talking about all that and more, but before we get into that, we do have Taylor here today. Hey, he back. I was about to say it's been a nice, refreshing break from all the stories that we have to cover uh, in Clown World. But I actually went to New York City over the weekend and there was plenty of Clown World stuff going on there. And I got food poisoning. But uh, we back nonetheless and happy to be here. <laughs> and we back. Yeah, no, Taylor had a great time. I'm sure the food poisoning was a highlight of the uh, <laughs> of the whole trip, the whole occasion. Guys, you know, speaking of poisoning, there might be some ink poisoning happening right now with Machine Gun Kelly. Once you see this new tattoo. You know, I'm tatted, right? And I didn't even think about getting ink poisoning when I was initially tattooed. Now it's something that uh, haunts my brain a little bit because I think about it because more and more people are talking about it. I digress. Okay, that has nothing to do with the story here. Machine Gun Kelly has gone viral because he got this new tattoo. As you can see, this is what's uh, commonly referred to as a blackout tattoo. It's when you take this very large, heavily needled tattoo gun, and you black out your skin with uh, just essentially fully black ink. So Machine Gun Kelly unveiled this entire new look. And you know what thought did not cross my mind? that Machine Gun Kelly would be black fishing. And for those of you who have no idea what black fishing is, it is when you essentially try to make yourself black or to come off as a black person when you are not a black person. We've seen other celebrities get this accusation. Ariana Grande has famously been accused of black fishing, which I feel is honestly a more valid accusation than Machine Gun Kelly with this tattoo. First of all, what black person do you know Who's this black? Please riddle me that. Riddle me that. Which per black person do you know who is this black? This seems like a stylistic choice on his part. He wanted to unveil a new sort of uh, modern look with a new tattoo. Decided to get a blackout tattoo. It looks, you know, super painful and like a daunting process. Not once did it cross my mind that Machine Gun Kelly was attempting to make himself into a black person with this decision. But nonetheless, people all over Twitter, Instagram, any social platform you can think of are accusing him of blackfishing. This one says, Black fishing during Black History Month with this little meme of Adele. On Black History Month, other people are saying he clearly so badly wants to be black, and others are even going as far as to accuse him of blackface, even though the tattoo appears nowhere on his face. We are indeed in clown world. This is getting ridiculous. This is just a tattoo. He decided to get a piece of art on his body. I know some of you like tattoos, some of you don't, but nowhere in this image do I see somebody who is attempting 
to be black or to make themselves out to be a black person. If anything, Machine Gun Kelly has a whole slew of probably other identity crises that he is dealing with in his life and in his relationship. Him and Megan Fox were going viral for drinking blood at one point and doing all this crazy stuff at, at parties and in public and the things that they were wearing and these sort of satanic images that they were taking on with themselves. I think he's got a, a bigger identity crisis in that respect than anything that has to do with whether or not he wants to be a white person or a black person. So I think we can, I think it's settled. I think the case is closed on this, and this is not an act of black fishing, <laughs> to be honest. No, hopefully, though, I mean, well, we might presume that his he's potentially opening up a new acting career, possibly, and uh, more likely to get cast in a Netflix adaptation of <laughs> something uh, based on mm. this. I really don't know. I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll, at the end of the day, I think, of course, this is just a person who's weird who apparently drinks blood and we've seen like you said all the ritualistic things that they're into doing something somewhat weird i mean blackout tattoos it does look kind of cool i'll give him that yeah. uh, but it's not the craziest thing for someone to do but it is you know an unorthodox thing and he did it and that's all there is to it i don't think we need to insert the layer of racial animus into this as much as there's such an appetite to do that these days. Yeah, there's such a low threshold to get accused of this, by the way, of blackface, of blackfishing, of all these different things. Uh, we saw an Asian girl who was a makeup artist and she's turning herself into Kobe Bryant as a tribute after his passing. And of course, in order to do that and do it realistically, she had to put on brown foundation. And she truly is an artist. She turned what was a female Asian face into Kobe Bryant. And all of the comments were, how dare you? This is blackface. This is disrespectful. This is racist. I can't believe it. I've even seen videos of white people doing charcoal face masks. You know, those face masks you buy at the store that are black in color. So in order to put them on your face, you do have to have a black face. <laughs> and people are saying that white people shouldn't be able to buy charcoal face masks because of the resemblance that it has to a minstrel show and sort of old school blackface. Guys, the threshold is so low for somebody to be devastated by some act of racism that we're making up racism where it does not exist. We did it with the Asian girl and the Kobe Bryant. We're doing it with the charcoal face mask. We're clearly doing it with MGK when there's many other things you could focus on when it comes to that man that have nothing to do with a blackout tattoo. And mind, mind you, blackout tattoos are extremely popular and they're rising in popularity as we speak. You're gonna see a lot of this happening. It's just people who wanna be avant-garde and have something different with their body and do a, a design with black ink. I think that's just about all it is. I just love the, but not during Black History Month, as though right. it's like exceptionally transgressive uh, just because it's February. Yeah, you can't do anything that could even remotely be misconstrued as uh, racial or something towards black people during the month of February, because apparently we've chopped out that whole month and it is specifically meant to be for black people and black people only to their service with no disrespect, no criticism, no accountability. Ay, 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 ay. The world we live in today is a very, very interesting one. Let him live with his tattoo. Now, as much as we're going to accuse people of trying to be black, I do think we now have a valid argument that there's some sort of white erasure happening right now in our current state as a society. And something that's going to really emphasize this idea is what's happening now with Google Gemini. For those of you who do not know, Google Gemini is an AI feature where you can produce uh, artificial intelligence uh, generated images. So you can give Google Gemini a prompt and it will spit back images for you. Here are some examples of things that have been going viral from these Google Gemini prompts and their results. And you let me know if you see a through line in this. Tim Pool tweeted this out. It says, make a picture of a white family. Now, Google Gemini responds and says, while I understand your request, I'm unable to generate images that specify ethnicity or race. It's against my guidelines to create content that could be discriminatory or promote harmful stereotypes. Instead, I can offer you images of families that celebrate diversity and inclusivity, featuring people of various ethnicities and backgrounds. Would you be interested in that? <laughs> and then he asked Google Gemini, make a picture of a black family. Sure, here are some images featuring black families. And it just spits out 
whatever is going on here, a man and a woman who are both clearly black, both wearing uh, red lipstick, interestingly enough. So tell me why Google Gemini is totally fine in generating black images, diverse images, inclusive images, as they say, but those images will not be inclusive towards white people. And if you're thinking, Amala, this is just one lone example, I'm sure they prompted Google Gemini to do exactly that. They're trying to promote their own narrative of white erasure, and this is not something that's happening on a consistent basis with this software. We have more examples. Here's one. Sure, here is an image of an Australian woman. Y'all, I was just in Australia. Now, there are women in Australia who look like this, certainly. But is that the typical look of an Australian woman to you? Is that what you picture in your mind when you hear the phrase Australian woman? Let's further reinforce this. Here are some images of an American woman. All right, I will grant that there are women in America who look like this. But if we're truly doing a breakdown of the American population on a percentage basis, should all four of these images be African-American women? Should they? Surely this is no coinkydink, okay, guys? <laughs> this is not making sense. Here's another one. This is uh, featuring various depictions of British ancestors. Now, what is Homeboy doing here in a depiction of British ancestors? And another one for a native Brit. And you'll see when these prompts are given to Google Gemini, often they'll put a little tagline underneath that the sole purpose of these generations is to be full of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and to make sure that that is at the forefront of the products that they give you with these AI-generated images. So it's interesting that the inclusion in these images does not involve white people. And I've seen a few cases where they're maybe sprinkled in there, but for the most part, there is a very clear lean towards people of color and these marginalized identities as we call them today. Now, I know what you're thinking, maybe just don't use Google Gemini, you'll find other AI uh, generative softwares to use, but what happens with the natural progression of this? If this continues and AI becomes a primary source of information for the majority of our population, which it seems as though is going to be the case, this is rewriting of history, essentially. And we've seen it in many other ways. We're watching it happen in books now. We're seeing it happen in films and TV. But when you have an operating system that is meant to be credible and trustworthy in terms of aggregating information and spinning it back out to you, even in the forms of images, and it is actively promoting discrimination, what are you meant to do then? And who's going to work out the kink in this software that is so clearly present that you can't even ask it to generate an image of a white family without it accusing you of not being diverse enough in your ask? Anybody? Yeah, what's, your, what's your level of concern, Amala? Um, is this like, because I see mixed reactions on the Internet. There's some people who are saying, oh, ha ha, this is funny. Look how dumb Google's uh, image generator is. And then there's others saying this is evidence that Google's mind control uh, is going to pervade the entire world. And we're all going to be total just brainwashed into this diversity type thinking or whatever. What's your level of concern, like, I guess, from one to 10 on this and just Google's ability to manipulate search results in general? Yeah, uh, it's high. It's pretty high. And I'm going to be honest. I think now it's kind of a funny haha thing because we're all aware that we're in this transitional period of AI becoming more and more present in our lives. And we're looking at all the crazy things that are happening, like these images, like the AI deepfakes that are all getting leaked right now, which we may or may not get into on today's show. And we're in this tipping point of, wow, this is so crazy. And it's funny a little bit, uh, funny, weird, not funny haha. But if you think about how far AI is going to go into our lives and how much we are going to lean on this tool, whether we like it or not, this is just going to be the natural or should I say uh, unnatural progression of things. This is going to be viewed as a reliable source. And you have to think about the generations who are going to come after us, who will solely, it seems, be using AI. Watch how quickly 
AI was infecting academia and students were leaning on it to write their essays and get answers to quizzes and cheat on their homework and all this different stuff. If this is the source that you have to rely on, uh, it's going to be interesting. But I guess it's spitting out to us exactly what we are feeding it. We're the ones promoting this ideology and it's sucking it in and spitting it back out at us. So we made the world we're living in. Yeah, it is accomplishing the purposes that its creators uh, made it for, right? And I was just listening to uh, Peter Bogosian on uh, trigonometry, and they were talking about how the education system has been captive. Um, but he was saying that basically, on its own terms, the education system is being successful because it is producing people who believe the ideology that the people who control the institutions of education hold to and want to promote in society. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but see the same thing playing itself out uh, in this domain as well. When you have the people who are pulling the levers of uh, these giant corporations like Google, Apple, etc., that hold so much sway and so much influence over the things that hit our feeds, the, over what we see in our search results, and now uh, over artificial intelligence, what it's able to generate for its images, it's just is all testament to this reality that they do have an agenda. And it is not to promote truth. It's not to help people develop critical thinking skills. It's not to give an accurate portrayal of history. It is very much to promote a ideology or an ideology that is all about these portraying things as diverse, as prioritizing certain ideological presuppositions or uh, objectives as more important than truth and accuracy. And that is mm -hmm. the last thing you want. And what's even crazier is that I saw an experiment done by Jonathan Peugeot, where he asked this uh, AI generator to generate images of uh, people during the time of Rome and in like 50 uh, AD. 50 BC, I think it was. And it generated, of course, some black people in with white people. And then he asked them, is it plausible? He asked the AI, is it plausible to think that there would be a prevalent or relevant or statistically relevant number of sub-Saharan African people in Rome in 80 or BC 50? And the AI was like, no, I'm sorry, that was not correct for me to generate that image. It was not historically accurate. I apologize for that. And I should have not generated such an image. And based on your request for a historically accurate Insane. image, and he asked, to, he's like, okay, thanks. Now, can you generate it again in a historically accurate way? And it doubles down. It immediately generated the same image. So there's clearly ideology or something written into the code of this, uh, of this algorithm that is creating the results that Google wants it to create. And you have to think, okay, so if this is at somebody's request of having, you know, less white people show up in whatever the results are of this search engine, y'all should think about how Google, which is a massive, I mean, unfathomably large corporation, feels about your existence. That's really strange to have AI, which is going to be so just ever present in our lives from this point on, be afraid or you know, not afraid, un un unprompted to generate white people in their images. And when you think about the power that Google has to inject bias into your search results and to quite literally manipulate your mind without you even detecting it, that's pretty scary. Now, right now in the way they're doing it, it is so blatantly obvious that anybody who has their head screwed on right can tell that that's what's happening. But what happens when Google adjusts and is able to do this far more subtly than uh, what we're catching right now? Then you have something truly dangerous. What happens when you prompt the uh, Google Gemini the second time and say, is this historically accurate? And it lies and says that it is, in fact, historically accurate. Where do you go from there when you have generation after generation after generation being brought up on that? Funnily enough, it's even erasing the history of Google. Here's one that says generate an image of the founders of Google. <laughs> And look at the image. And it says, ah, yes, famous Google founders, Larry Pang and Sergey Ping. <laughs> what is going on? Oh my gosh, we are living in the upside down, guys. There is no doubt about that in my mind. I'm always asking myself, you know, when is this going to stop? Logically, this has to stop at some point where it gets so wholly unreasonable that nobody's going to fall for it anymore. But it just keeps on going 
the train never comes off the tracks. <laughs> yeah, and you use the up. word logically, and this is supposed to be artificial intelligence, right? But if it's giving you, if it's contradicting itself by saying, "I yes, I understand history, but I'm only going to give you images, I'm only going to portray things to you in a way that contradicts history. That's called uh, cognitive dissonance where I come from, right? Yeah. And it is not intelligent. It is not logical, but it's supposed to be this artificial intelligence. It's supposed to be helping us advance civilization. But it's basically being weaponized to, again, impose a certain view of the world. I'm reminded of uh, Tom Sowell's whole concept of the vision of the anointed, mm -hmm. this idea that there are a group of people. Well, people are generally fall into one or two categories in modern society. It's either you uh, have your vision of how the world ought to be. And then you have the other people have a vision of the want to understand the world as it is. And you cannot be so in love with your vision of how things ought to be that that comes at your expense of being able to truly understand the world as it is, because then you'll continually be trying to impose a vision of reality on a, a reality that does not exist. And that has very bad consequences. You, when you create tools that drive you further out of touch with reality, that is at your own peril. A hundred percent. And, you know, we'll wait and see how far this goes, if Google makes any corrections with this, because as I said, it's going crazy viral with people sharing their uh, prompts and, and results and how they can't adjust for what is just so blatant uh, in, in discrimination, I, I don't know. We will see what happens with Google Gemini. For now, I'm going to be staying away from it. I'm staying away from all this AI-generated stuff anyways, uh, for the most part, because it's honestly starting to scare me. You all saw that Bobby Altoff was trending on X this morning because there was apparently a leak of her nude photos. Turns out all AI-generated, it seems, and we're going to see this more and more and more. It's happened with Taylor Swift. Now it's happening with Bobby. I think we are in a uh, new frontier as far as internet manipulation. I am constantly questioning everything I see on the internet now anyways, uh, not knowing whether or not it is real or fake or an advertisement. And with the integration of AI into this whole sphere of things, it's going to be a thousand times worse than it ever was before to be able to uh, distinguish between what is real and what is fake. Speaking of real or fake, if you're a young woman right now and you're out on the dating scene and you're wondering which direction to go in, a lot of women are deciding to go for the older man who takes them to the Hermes store and gets them a bag or a Birkin or a YSL or Gucci and they're sharing their whole dating landscape on the internet for others to see. Now, this girl has gone super viral for some reason. This got millions of views on X. We're going to watch her video of her explaining what her uh, date day looked like with seemingly an older man. And we'll get into commentary about this. A lot of people had a lot to say, a lot of heated opinions about this woman. So let's hear it for ourselves. Princess treatment only, and I just met a guy who does just that. If you're new here, welcome to my dating diaries where I overshare my dating life in New York. This guy slid into my DMs on Instagram saying that my dating diaries are very downtown based and I should have an uptown edition. So let's call this guy Uptown Man. I asked what a night uptown entails and he said shopping at Hermes and dinner at Daniel. At first I thought he was kidding, but then when he called me a car, I saw that the end location was Hermes on Madison Ave. Once I arrived, I met him inside the store and I was greeted with champagne and then we went straight to the shoe section. I tried on the Oron sandals and was debating between the brown and he preferred the white, so I went with that. He then checked out, and we walked over to Daniel. Uptown man was an extreme gentleman, and he told me he believes in princess treatment only. He talked me up like no other and told me I'm so worldly for a 21-year-old. We talked about our favorite spots in London, Paris, and Saint-Tropez. That's when I told him I'm going to Paris at the end of this week, and he offered to make me reservations while I'm there. He told me that I'm worth so much more than a last-minute reservation at some mid-bar downtown. Also, the food and drinks at Daniel was top tier. It was probably one of the best dinners I've ever had. This was the best part. At the end of dinner, he offered to bring me back to the kitchen to meet the chef at the restaurant. Before going our separate ways, we made plans to see each other once I'm back in town. He then called me a car and texted me immediately after. Uptown man sets the bar extremely high. Ladies, don't listen to any dusty man when they tell you your standards are too high. Okay, so there we go. We've got Uptown man. Let's let's unpack this for a little bit. 
First of all, this man knows what he's doing, right? I think you would get a lot of women doing exactly that. Uh, what hinted maybe at his age was the fact that she said that he told her, you're so worldly for a 21-year-old. <laughs> I can just imagine a much older man using a comment like that to get a woman. Now, I called this, y'all. I called this, and I'm going to roll it back and take y'all back to when we spoke about this on the show. And I said, what's going to happen right now in the era of passport bros where men are traveling abroad to find women who fulfill more traditional roles, who expect less uh, from men than modern day American women do, that young women are going to be turning towards older men who are established, who are more traditional in their courting of women, who take them out and buy them things and take on that more traditionally masculine role of provider, protector, whilst, you know, other men are either not dating uh, or they're going abroad to go and find these women. And I think that's exactly what's happening here. You're going to see a whole bunch of not just small age gap relationships, but I think very wide age gap relationships because that's where women are going to go to find that provider mentality and a man who is established and already has money. Now, what I will push back on this video, uh, and it's... Not necessarily her fault, but I see a lot of girls promoting this lifestyle on the internet and sharing the way that they meet these men and how they get their Hermes bag or their Birkin bag or all these different things. Don't let these women fool you into thinking that they are not giving sexual favors to these men in return for the things that they're getting on these dates. A man is not going to take you out as a 21-year-old girl on a date and buy you an Hermes bag or a Gucci belt or whatever the case may be and not want something from you in return eventually. And these girls will promote this lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and share these little shorts that they make that make everything look glamorous. And for some reason, they never get to the part of the date where there's a kiss between them and this older man or, or something much more that goes on. And they lead you to think as a young girl that you can just sell your time off to these men for Hermes bags and YSL shoes and that you never have to truly commit to them. No grown ass man is spending that amount of money on a woman and getting her, you know, a car to pick her up and taking her uptown and going to these fancy $200 dinners without at some point expecting something in return. Guarantee you, they are not just in it for the company. So I think a lot of girls are getting tricked into thinking, oh yeah, I'll just shoot older and I'll get a bunch of free stuff and all I have to do is spend my time with these men and nothing else is gonna happen. When in reality, that's not what these girls are doing. They just leave that out of the little cute artistic videos that they post on TikTok. It's the facts. Right, it's definitely only telling half the story. And I thought it was interesting how she said that he said that uh, she's worth more than last minute dinner reservations or whatever. But for me, what that is kind of uh, implying is that you have accepted a relationship that is transactional in nature where your beauty or company or sexual favors or whatever can be bought with uh, shoes, with not nice dinners, with or car, fancy car rides, whatever it may be, uh, that that's what you're providing or that that's what you're receiving. And in return, you're providing something. But I would argue that you're worth more, not than a dinner, but then reducing yourself to a transactional sort of relationship like that. Uh, I think that your affection should be bought with a demonstration of character and commitment more so than a demonstration of money. Money doesn't have any la like lasting in indication that this person has character, that they're fit for a relationship. It's it's an, it's a factor and it's important or whatever. But uh, if you're if you're serious about asserting your self worth and serious about dating and relationships, which obviously I'd say this girl's probably not at this point, <laughs> um, uh, but you should focus on finding someone who has character and who's going to commit to you and can earn your affection through a demonstration of those things rather than simply portraying that you can be bought with the right amount of money. It's, it's, so, it's almost degrading 
in a way where she's positioning it as being something that is elevating for her. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not wholly against princess treatment. If you find a man who really likes you, wants to treat you that way and buy you a bag on your first date or whatever, by all means, go for that. And I'm mm -hmm. glad that you've, you know, you've caught the fish that, that does that for you. What I don't like is the way that it is uh, shown on the internet to other young girls. And I live in LA, okay? So I know a lot of girls who do stuff like this and go on dates with older men and turn themselves into sugar babies and they will consistently leave out the part where there is sexual transaction involved in a lot of what is going on here. And you might get away with a couple dates where these guys treat you and buy you a ton of stuff and don't ask for much in return, but girl, it's, it's coming. I know there are men out there that exist that will give you princess treatment and want absolutely nothing in return from you but your company. Is that the majority of them? <laughs> you guys can answer that question yourselves. But hey, if that's what you're into and uh, you want a man like that and you know you want the bag and all this stuff, go for it. I'm just telling you, go out on that venture at your own risk with the warning that at some point, more than likely, something is going to be asked of you in return because uh, typically men don't buy their friends Birkin bags, okay? <laughs> typically. Yes, simping usually has strings attached. Yes, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, you're gonna be going out on these you know, thousands of dollar dates and nothing is going to be happening. So just watch out for these girls who conveniently leave out the part where other things happen on these dates and they're not being real with y'all about how this goes. Now, we're gonna talk about a video that has gone majorly viral of an OnlyFans model in the gym. Now she gets confronted by a gym goer, a male gym goer, who tells her she needs to stop doing what she's doing, not in his gym, she's making people uncomfortable. Now you have to watch the video and see if you agree with him or agree with her. A lot of people have very different opinions on this, but let's check it out and come to our own conclusion. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so let's let's just do a little instant replay for just a second, just the beginning of the video. Okay, now that you've seen what that girl was doing, you let me know what you think was actually going on at that gym. Now, do I agree that this man should have come up and started this aggressive altercation with her and kicked her phone? Absolutely not. And even part of me thinks this very well could be an ad for her OnlyFans where she had some guy walk up to her at the gym while she's doing this. She somehow happened to be filming the altercation right as it happens. It goes on TikTok, it goes viral, and suddenly she has a spike in people buying her OnlyFans. That's the sort of world that we live in today. So I don't even know at baseline whether or not this clip is real or not. But I am inclined to believe that at the very least, 
That girl was not stretching at the gym. <laughs> she decided to go to a very public place, put herself in a sexual position in front of a camera in order to elicit a sexual response from people who are watching and funnel them to her OnlyFans. Now, whether or not this is real, she gets confronted by the guy at the gym who tells her to stop doing that, rightfully so, and he should have stopped before kicking the phone and becoming aggressive with her. But this sort of behavior, y'all, is not meant to be happening in public. I go to the gym. I'm sure many of you go to the gym. Taylor goes to the gym. I go there to get a workout in, make myself feel good, and get out of there. I don't go there to be filmed. I don't go there to be caught on camera. And I most definitely do not go there to catch an OnlyFans model in the corner putting herself in sexual positions in order to elicit responses from people who are viewing her online. It's super distasteful. It's extremely disrespectful. And she claims that she's just doing low squats and uh, bouncing up and down in order to get her legs prepped for leg day. I'm going to go out on a strong limb here and say that she was not doing that. And I don't believe her. <laughs> I just don't. I, I know it's hashtag believe all women, but I don't believe it. And you guys can let me know in the comments down below if you believe that this girl was actually doing low squats. She's even hopped on TikTok to defend herself. Uh, let's let's watch this clip. So just because I do OF, I'm not allowed to stretch at the gym. Because before I started OF, I was doing that same stretch before every leg day. Right? Right. And also to all the girls saying that I deserved it and all the people saying that I deserve to have my phone kicked. I deserve to be harassed in public because I was minding my own business in the smallest corner of the gym. Is there a rule that says no phones? No, there's not. Was it on a tripod? Was I being obnoxious? No, I wasn't. Was I being loud? No. So, I don't know. It's really sad to me to see all these comments saying that I deserve something because I went to the gym and I was stretching. I'm assuming he already knew who I was because I am online in the way that I am and that it made him angry and guys tend to get mad at things that they can't have. What do you mean he can't have it? Baby girl, he can have it for like $12.99. I don't know what's going on. What do you mean he can't have it? Okay, first of all, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't deal with this. We all know what was going on in that video, right? I think it's extremely clear. You don't just set up your phone and start filming yourself doing this. You know, I used to work at an allergist back in the day and uh, the doctor that I worked for, he would say, if you hear hoof beats behind you, assume a horse and not a zebra. Meaning the logical conclusion probably is the thing that makes the most sense, right? If an OnlyFans model is putting herself in a position like this in a gym and filming herself, it's probably uh, to the effect of promoting her OnlyFans. I'm thinking it's a horse and not a zebra. And while I don't agree with the aggressive nature in which this guy confronted her, I do agree with the sentiment that this is not the place and not the time. Get your workout in and film your OnlyFans content at home, hopefully where everybody else does it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we did make Degenerate. a poll for you guys if you believe that the girl was just stretching. 94% of you so far are saying, no, you don't. And I tend to agree. It's pretty clear, pretty obvious what was going on here. And I think there's something to be said for wanting to protect the you know we talk about the decline of third spaces places where people can interact or just go and exist in real life and be present and we talk also about the imposition of the digital world over the real world and i think this is at the intersection of those two things where this girl uh was more concerned with her digital world and her uh career online than being respectful of the people around her so in a way it reminds me of like when somebody just is talking too loud on the phone in public or just being generally disrespectful, but it has the added layer of being promiscuous. And she was like, well, I wasn't being obnoxious. Well, you kind of were being obnoxious just in a visual way. Maybe you weren't making this giant scene on purpose, but you are literally just flailing about in this clearly, uh, I keep hitting this mic arm, you saw y'all making fun of me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, you're clearly being obnoxious, even if you're not like screaming or anything like that. It's, you're making 
a, a scene and everyone knows what's really happening. And I had the same first thought as you, Amala, what, which was, I bet this whole thing was probably a psyop and she paid the guy yeah. to come up and make this scene because that is how we see over and over on social media that these people promote themselves. Yeah. And you know what? Bravo, because it's a, a brilliant marketing move on your behalf. Uh, you know, if anything, these OnlyFans girls are savvy. I will give them that. They come up secure with some the very, they do, they do indeed secure the bag, at least the top ones, because we know uh, that the average girl on OnlyFans is making less than $200 a month. So I guess you would have to be somewhat of a marketing genius in order to get yourself into that upper echelon of, of, of you know, making money and making revenue on OnlyFans. And if you got to pay some guy to confront you at the gym and create this fake scenario, then I'm sure you would do that, considering you've already posted your naked body on the internet. And there is no going back once you've done something like that. And yet it still continues to be promoted day in and day out by like the top 1% of OnlyFans models who are doing this and actually making money. And you really have to think about that. Imagine being a girl who's like freshly 18 and you see all these girls making uh, making money off of OnlyFans and you think, I'm going to do the same thing. Look at them making all that much money. And then you make $100 a month and your pictures are forever on the internet. For the digital footprint is there forever because you got convinced by somebody who didn't tell you the truth about how this was probably going to be panning out. Yeah, if that was me, I probably would be paying some guy at the gym to confront me in order to get a little bit of movement on my OnlyFans page. And I'm not going to be shocked at all if that is exactly what happened in this case. They're getting savvy, y'all. A, a sneaky people, those OnlyFans models. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for them. I have a quick exit question for you before we move on. Sure. Do you think that gyms should have a blanket ban on filming? Or do you think that that should be like case by case? I asked the audience here, looks like about 80% are saying yes, there should. Yeah, I think it's good. it just should be dependent on the, the gym you're at, I guess. I think if you're going to let people sign up for your gym and you do allow filming, you should let people know before they sign their membership that, hey, we allow filming at this gym. There is a possibility that you can be in the background of people's videos because we've seen that happen many a time where people are unknowingly in the background of these videos. They're getting made fun of in these videos from influencers or, you know, goodness, you could be part of OnlyFans content unknowingly. I think as a gym owner, you should let people know a, this is either a facility where we don't allow people to film or B, this is one where we do and you should take that into account when signing up. I don't know if they've done this yet. I'm sure in LA they have these, but they just create an influencer gym or whatever and tack on a little internet cafe and the influencers can come and film themselves all day then go to the internet cafe and edit their videos and pretend like they've done a workout or whatever it is that they do for these videos and then you're done. Just house them all in one place and <laughs> allow them to do what they need to do. And then you can make it, you know, a, a beautiful gym that's all for, for filming videos. And if somebody is not already in this business, you should get into it because I just gave you a great idea. Uh, move to L.A. and create a little influencer gym. I'm sure you'd need some seed money to make that happen. But if it's not already happening, it's going to be. I think that is very much a part of the future that we're all going to be living in as influencer gyms. And you know what? That's fine. At least it's a good degree of separation from the general public who don't want to be in videos and don't want to be filmed. Yeah, it definitely reasonable. seems like that's where we're headed. I can understand if someone like has a virtual coach and they need to film their form to get critiques and feedback on their exercises. Like there are right. definitely use cases uh, where it makes sense to like that somebody would be filming themselves but it does seem out of hand and it does seem like we're moving in a direction where uh, you're going to have to specify, is this a film gym or non-film gym or that there is a designated place to do so or something to that effect. Because even though there are those small percentage of use cases that are you can be sympathetic to, there's a growing number of them that are just insanity that nobody wants to put up with anymore. Yeah, and I've, I'm like, interestingly enough, I've only seen ever a few people film at the gym that I go to, and I haven't really run into any of that stuff, but I don't go to a super nice gym. I go to a gym that costs like 30 bucks a month, and it's like, 
you bare bones, you get in there, you do what you need to do, you you get out. It's not aesthetic in any way, shape, or form. Like I don't think your videos would turn out that good if you were if you were filming there. Um, so maybe that's how I avoid the influencer plague is by going to a bare bones gym where it's just not pretty enough to be <laughs> to be filmed in, where the machines are just like stacked side by side uh, with one another. Maybe that's a, a pro tip if you're yeah, out here. Just go to a nasty gym, moral of the story. <laughs> it's not nasty, okay, guys? Just, just bare bones. Now, we have just one more story here, and I'm going to talk about this very briefly. I just needed you all to know that here's where we are in regard to that little virus, that little bug that went around uh, our, and ruined our lives for a good two, three years. Here is the New York Post saying that the COVID jab is linked to slight increases in heart, brain, blood disorders. Oh my goodness. That is so weird that all of a sudden in 2024, February of 2024, we are getting this from the New York Post. And do you know how all of us were talking about these ideas that, uh, why are people getting blood clots all of a sudden? Why are young people collapsing while playing sports? Why are these people dying suddenly? Why do we have perfectly healthy young people who got a little medical treatment because they were told to get one and all of a sudden they're dead or they have a blood clot or they have some sort of brain disorder that they now have to be treated for? And people were raising their hands, asking these questions and being told that they were disgusting for having asked the question in the first place or for having insinuated that maybe it would have something to do with the fact that almost all of us collectively were pushed to uh, receive a medical treatment. Now I'm going to be 100% real with you. I did not receive that medical treatment. And I'm sure many of you uh, who are watching right now also didn't. And thank goodness i'm honestly believing at this point there's going to be some movement for like the the eggs and the the sperm of people who were never who never received this jab because we're going to come to find out that it probably affects people in so many more ways than just the heart brain and blood disorders which are three huge uh huge 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 health indicators that we're seeing now and it's so it just really takes me back to every single person, every single comment, every single news outlet, every single media publication that basically spit in our faces for questioning whether or not we should receive not only the one jab, but the multiple boosters that were also recommended. And they told us that we were stupid. They told us that we were super spreaders. They told us that we were conspiracy theorists. They told us that we were grandma killers, that we were not compassionate. We didn't care about lives lost. We didn't care about the ill. We didn't care about our own health and well-being. And come to find out, this is contributing to a decline in health and well-being. Shocker. So just remember that, guys. Always circle back. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the problem is we're always circling back on this stuff. And it's it's the consequences of the suppression of truth, of the bad choices, of the imposition of a narrative uh, at the expense of any kind of questioning. We only circle back whenever we're suffering the consequences or after having suffered the consequences, after, you know, we, we talk about just the, the devastation in schools, the economic devastation, um, and now we're starting to see maybe even health consequences, uh, the devastation of people not being able to see their family members who are passing away, just the amount of turmoil and just utter insanity that ha has been gone through that you weren't allowed to question at the time. We never reckon with it until the price has already been paid. And that's what's so frustrating is that there were very qualified people in the medical community, uh, people from Stanford, like Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, I think, I don't know how to say his name properly, mm -hmm. but Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McAuliffe, people who are warning about this from the outset and saying that, hey, there we there may be some questions to ask here. We may want to uh, look carefully at this, these things before running with things like mandates and being more nuanced in our discussion about this and those people were suppressed and the narrative had to be uh, pushed everywhere. And it just sucks because uh, there are people who 
say the thing that needs to be said in order to prevent harm and they are suppressed and then the harm happens and then years later uh, we come out and are saying oh sorry about that harm or this harm happened or now we can acknowledge it it, w- it was like the the, tr- the narrative was more important than the truth and that's how you end up it's the same thing with like the ai images and and all the other issues that we keep finding ourselves in in society like that ann Coulter clip you reacted to the other day yep. it's this constant cycle of people who are clear-headed who are critical thinking critically saying we should be warned about this. We should uh, have a more nuanced approach to this. We should second guess this. And then the consequence is happening. And then all of a sudden, it's okay to talk about it. It's so frustrating. 100%. And what's going to end up happening is that just like um, conspiracy theories are just things that will be true in two years once we decide that we're willing to tell the general public after the effects of said conspiracy theories have already settled in. Because how many people have already received uh, the jab, if not one, uh, multiple? I've heard from some people, I even know some people who've gotten like five or six. Five or six boosters and there's even more recommended on top of that what's that doing to their heart their brain their their blood and that's just what we're going to come to find i think over and over is that our bodies are just being manipulated and sometimes poisoned i know you guys have all seen that uh cheerios and quaker oats story of the chlormaquat uh pesticide that is in all these processed oats that we're all eating not just in the the cereals and the the quaker oats and all these different things but think about anything you might eat with processed oats and they're saying what 80 percent of people in the United States could be essentially poisoned with this pesticide and it's affecting fertility? And how many people have been trying to sound off the alarm on food and the fact that we're allowing these things to go out unregulated and that we are eating things that are to the detriment of our health and wellness, but oh, once once it's fully accepted, then we'll let the public know that this is in fact what they've been eating for probably a very, very, very long time. I am so distrustful of so many institutions now at this point and so skeptical of everything that I hear when it comes from some sort of supposed authority that it's so difficult to figure out what is real and what is not real with everything these days, with food, with medical treatments and and vaccinations, with videos that we're seeing on the internet, with AI generated images, we are going to be in the hellscape of not being able to decipher what is real and what is right for us. And in response to it, I think what we're going to have to do as human beings is roll it all the way back. We're going to be like the Luddites, you know, crushing every bit of machinery that we've ever created. And we're going to have to, you know, farm our own land if the government allows you to, mind, mind you that. And if the the soil that we're going to be growing our own food in isn't already poisoned enough from all the different chemicals that we've decided to just throw out into the earth. So calling it now, guys. The future is going to be enrolling all this stuff back. People are going to try with all their might to get off the grid, to homestead, to make their own food, to reject AI. And we might put ourselves in a position where that's no longer going to be an option for us and where our governments uh, don't, don't allow us to even do that. So yeah, fun news, fun stuff. We're going to read your, uh, super chats <laughs> let's hear from One you guys black pill note to end on yes uh, indeed as, yeah so hopefully you guys have some some happy thoughts here in the super chats that are going <laughs> to lift our spirits uh taylor fan club is our first one today says lol i saw this on inked mag someone who wants to be as someone who wants to be in the tattoo industry it's called the brutal black project i never thought we would get to a time where tattooing black ink was racist yeah it's weird um I I can't imagine that it's going to land all that far. And again, it's going to be a very popular craze. I think more and more people are going to start getting these blackout tattoos. I've seen several people get it. I'm more concerned for uh, the lymph nodes than I am uh, concerned about perpetuating racism through tattoos, (laughs) to be honest. Drokitsk ZZ says, just came to say hi to you guys before going to bed. Going to listen to the whole episode tomorrow while driving to work. Oh. Can't wait. Hi from Finland. Awesome. Hello from Los Angeles and Nashville. And uh, I hope you have a fun time listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, shout out to Finland. Thanks for watching. Uh, Niels says, maybe Gemini will generate Abe Lincoln as a black man. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should test out Google Gemini at a future episode on here and see what we can what we can uh, get ourselves. There are people who speculate that Abe Lincoln could have uh, been mixed or uh, an, of African-American descent. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if Google Gemini gave you a black Lincoln. And I think I did see on Twitter, someone did do the founding fathers and definitely got a bunch of black people mixed in oh, with those pictures as well. So it's just crazy. Not too far-fetched. Um, Frank Mayen says, I love your laugh, Amala heart emoji thank you that's very nice i do a lot of it so hopefully you guys like it i can't control it <laughs> <laughs> nels again says uptown man is making the dating scene a lot harder for us guys well i i'm i'm all for upping the standard of how you treat your significant other it's hard when you up the standard with money because that's not something that typically people can can match um but you know, these girls that uptown men are bagging because they're buying Hermes bags and taking them out on to wine country or whatever, probably not the girls you want anyways. They might be extremely beautiful, uh, but I don't think at the end of the day they're going to be worth the hassle <laughs> that comes along with them. And they'll get these older guys who will give them princess treatment because that's how they were raised. Now they have the money to treat a woman like that. But we'll see how far it goes. Indeed. Just put me in the matrix already. This is AKA Alex. Yes. Says, hey there, A and Tay, to the 21-year-old bimbo blonde clip, skip all that and get some Apple Vision Pros and step into Blade Runner 2049. Oh I can't anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Except your new virtual reality. Not for me, guys. I'm going to be living in the real world, the real deal, holy feel world. Did you see, I, uh, I, sent, I think I sent you a link of people are returning their Apple Vision Pros or complaining that they don't feel good, they fit, yep. that their eyes are straining, things like that. Yep. Interesting. I mean, I think it's going to be the learning curve for now. Of course, I'll, every, any single problem that somebody's going to return it for now is going to be adjusted and fixed within, what, a year or so, probably. And we'll be right back to this moment. It's just Gen 1, so. They'll figure, us, figure out how to suck us out of reality one way or the other. Oh, yeah. They'll figure out how to make them <laughs> weightless and all that sort of stuff. Any complaint that you have, they'll figure it out because that's money. Uh, Nels again says, OnlyFans girls getting mad at people looking at them is crazy. Yeah, I mind uh, probably more mad about the fact that he came up and yelled at her and kicked her phone. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, I don't know. We've done many a video on girls sexualizing themselves at the gym and then complaining about being sexualized. And this seems like yet another example of exactly that. And he wasn't even sexualizing her. He was telling her to please stop. We don't want that around us. A lot of comments on this one. Jamestown Villa says uh, the warm up girl was pushing her tongue through her cheek with mouth wide open. OK, leg day warm up. Her response is ridiculous. Yeah, it's really uh, it's the facial expressions that gave it away. And I'm not going to elaborate on that any further. You guys can figure that out. Uh, she told on herself with those most definitely did not look like stretching. No need. Uh, Jameson Villa again says, I was forced to get the vaccine to attend university. There was no reason to attend in person. All my classes could have been done online. Thank God I was able to keep my kids jab free. And nobody's liable for it. Notice that you can't like go back and sue these companies for what they did to you, which could possibly have your heart stop or give you a blood clot or a stroke, and you can't go back and hold them accountable for what they forced you to do. And they're turning back around and saying, oh, we didn't give a mandate. It was suggested. It was recommended. We didn't force people to do these things. You most definitely did. And they have no recourse when it comes to the the outcomes here. Even if you didn't have a health problem following your vaccination, you should be able to sue these people. You should be able to hold them liable for having forced you to receive what you received. And now nothing, no recourse whatsoever. Yeah, I've been thinking lately, beware broken feedback loops, right? If you have no recourse to Pfizer, if their vaccine injures you, then beware that. And if yep. you have no recourse to the government whenever they, you vote for people and uh, they are not responsive to 
your interests um, and your speech, then beware of those broken feedback loops. Uh, that is how we society unravels. It's how we land in dysfunction and yep. really just everything gets destroyed. We have to be heard and we have to be able to have recourse and uh, where those places are broken is where corruption is. Yeah. So. And what a lesson in trusting your instincts, because this was a long game of trusting your instincts on this one. We are four years out getting articles from the New York Post now about how this affects your blood and brain and heart. That is, it's a hard endeavor to trust yourself and to trust that you know best for your body when you have every single institution pitted against you. You have the general public pitted against you. You have your job, your school pitted against you. And you still have to stand up and say, in the wake of all the stuff that I could lose uh, for not doing this, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm not going to do it. I can't tell you how many times I question, oh my gosh, I just am I wrong? Should I do this? And, and they're actually right. And I'm just being crazy. And nope, weren't being crazy. You were in fact, right. And every single person and their mother, brother, sister, father, and government was telling you that you should listen to them and trust the science. Follow your instincts. Mm. Uh, Lorraine Grubb says I contracted encephalitis swelling of the brain after receiving the Pfizer vaccine and had a grand mal seizure while traveling back from vacation. Hmm. And who, like, is anybody going to circle back on that and tell you uh, whether or not that was the cause? Again, is anybody liable for that? No. They just go, oh, well, that's just part of, it's just part of how this goes, right? You roll out a vaccine that fast, people are bound to be affected in some way, shape, or form, you know? It's not like we could have waited a bit or been more honest about the possible effects this could have. We did the right thing, guys. You did the right thing. It was an emergency. Yeah, it had to be done. Oh, I feel like uh, getting PTSD from the last two, three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no doubt. Brandon Mitchell says, OF girl are only mad because they aren't being paid to be looked at offline. <laughs> I guess maybe you never know. Again, I yeah, it's so hard to see through things these days. Who knows what all of this was about? But good on that guy for standing his ground. Uh, Laura Linnea says, "Remember, organic food is a multi-billion-dollar industry that needs to convince people they need to pay extra for their products. Be skeptical." Yeah, I mean, I every time I go to the grocery store now, I'm just looking at stuff and just wondering, okay, well, how is this going to affect me at this point? I'm not necessarily food paranoid, like I still eat like a normal person or whatever, but it's just so crazy to think that even the healthiest of products that you are grabbing have now been chemically modified in a way that is detrimental to your body. And it's we've done it to such an extent that there is a very real possibility that it cannot be rolled back and more and more more and more we're going to get news uh like this which is just like if you can ultra processed foods try to stay away from them as much as you can because in that process they're getting away with a lot of slick shit uh that other countries are not having to deal with uh, cg says who do we sue politicians or pharmaceutical both well, you can't sue Big Pharma, at least not <laughs> right. on the vaccine. I know. If you could, both. But you can't. Mm. So neither. <laughs> uh, let's see. Celtic Blacksmith says, Gotta say, Amala, you're looking finer than frog's hair, darling. Breaking hearts and flexing smarts today. <laughs> hey, Taylor, you skipped my first super chat. Oh, my oh, bad. Oh, no. Uh, I didn't see the skipped super chat. Thank not you. That's nice to me. I appreciate that. That was a very nice compliment, and it was not as nice to Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and here's this first one. Taylor, nice to see you're back. How was your secret mission in the Middle East? I mean, not secret mission in the Middle East. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> Middle East missions. Taylor, what are you up to in your the off time? The Middle probably would have been cleaner than the New York City subway, so yes, maybe I should have gone there. Probably. But uh, yeah, no, I just went on like a weekend getaway <laughs> trip uh, with my wife to uh, New York City, and uh, I'd never been before. She hadn't been in a long time, and it was it was okay. I'm reminded why you know I'm it's enjoying okay. my time away from big cities, but yeah. it, you know New York City does have a little bit of that that magic. So I'm glad got to experience it. Nice. Um, even though it came with some not so great things. I came up, if you saw on Instagram, I came across a free Palestine um, 
demonstration by this George Washington statue I was trying to see. And on the wall, on, on this giant building next to us, there was like a climate clock, like a climate doomsday clock. And then on the ground, there was littered uh, a communist newspaper with photos of Vladimir Lenin saying like, tear down this racist system and stuff like that. So I was like in my first so like doing few good. hours in uh, <laughs> New York. That's what I got to see. So fun times. Wow. But we made it back. Fun times. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think that might be it for today, unless I'm missing any at the buzzer. Oh, Louis says, as a gay man, I'm amazed that we can't create a successful vaccine for HIV after decades of research, but I'm supposed to trust one made in eight months. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing to think about. I know like some, you know, illnesses are harder to, you know, crack the code of than, than others. And there's a whole slew of things that I would never uh, begin to understand for. I haven't looked into them, and I'm sure I could if I if I did, but there's there's a lot to be skeptical of uh, when it comes to COVID. And uh, we all know what it is. I don't even think we've scratched the surface of what is going to come out in the decades to come about this uh, infamous virus. So we all have that to look forward to. What, what, which of your conspiracy theories are going to come out to be true uh, in the next few years? Drop them in the comments down below. I'll see which ones. Maybe you guys can place bets on uh, which one will come out as truth faster. <laughs> we can at least make some money off of these, uh, these crazy ideas that we have. And with that, guys, uh, that closes out our show for today. Drop your thoughts in the comments down below about how you feel about all the different stories we covered. MGK, black fishing, uh, Aramis bags on a first date, OnlyFans girls filming themselves in the gym, and the COVID vaccine. Uh, now finding out that it affects the heart, the brain, and the blood. Uh, and seeing slight increases in those disorders. Drop them in the comments down below. As always, if you disagree with me, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And if you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. Tomorrow's video <laughs> is about weaponizing your blackness and doing horrible things as a black person. And then when you are trying to be you know, held accountable by somebody else, you go, I'm black, you're white, therefore I'm right. And we have two examples of this happening that are going to make your blood boil. But hopefully we can find some clarity and analyze these things in a way that uh, gives us a light at the end of the tunnel by the end. So keep an eye out for that video. Can't wait for you guys to see it. And with that, have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Bye, guys. <laughs>